From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. All right, so the music that you heard obviously is different uh, than our norm, uh, a little different than the Star Wars we had on Tuesday. Uh, that music was brought to you live and in person uh, by Stephen Michael, who's in the studio with us uh, this morning. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, everyone. He's here to going to uh, promote our Water Tower sessions that we will be promoting and talking about here later on in the show. But, Stephen, what was the name of that song that you were playing this morning? That one, man, I just wrote that one uh, about a week ago. It's called Free. Just a great opening, and I hope everybody enjoyed it uh, and a different start, and we're going to have him play you something out at the end of the show, too. So, Matt, how have you been doing since Tuesday? Man, I've been doing good. Just, uh, you know, enjoying life and working hard. Derek, you know, most people that listen to our show know I I own a a van rental company, and uh, it's a nationwide shortage for passenger vans right now, mainly because I'll give you a little inside information there. Amazon and FedEx uh, basically took over the van producing world for the last year and the coronavirus didn't help at all as well. So now really struggling to find passenger vans. So we're working through that and a little inside politics there. So uh, if you get a passenger van this year from whether it be from me or anybody, be lucky, be glad you have one. Cause um, you know, they're trying to hand you suburbans and stuff like that when you need 12 people, but anyway, doing fine. Uh, just plugging through uh, work life just to set the scene for the podcast listeners. Uh, Steven's sitting here with a guitar, uh, in his lap, which is uh, basically, I joked off air. That's what. That's how I would carry a guitar around if I could play it. I probably would just do that all the time. I would just walk into anywhere. Well, you actually have the band and just walk with it, like that's slung it. over your shoulder. That's it. With like the yeah, yes, every, like that. Yeah. Like one of the guys you see in Key West walking around. So yeah. That's a drum set and everything. That's yeah. it. Well, I, I couldn't do that because that would take even more. But if I could play a guitar, I, I, I probably wouldn't even have a job. Just having your back sling to the front and start they, playing at anything, back over. Yes. Any, anytime. So, Stephen, thank. I'm glad you're here. Will you tell the podcast listeners how sexy the new studios is? Oh man, it's 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 so nice. <laughs> it's really nice, man. This is this is the best podcast studio I've ever been in. Well, you haven't been in many podcast <laughs> studios. Let's just say that it is a work in progress. We are appreciative that you're here and really looking forward to visiting with you. Talk more about the uh, Water Tower sessions going on next Friday night. If you don't have your tickets, uh, hopefully this will be a, a reason for you to jump on and get your tickets. You can find them at MississippiMusic.com. That's MississippiMusic.com. Go to their website and find the tickets for hopefully uh, an event that's just going to be. The first of many, and really looking forward to that. But before we visit about that, let's recognize our presenting sponsor. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group has over 64 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team for over a decade in residential real estate right here in DeSoto County. They possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. That's on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. Got an email this past week from Team Couch telling us some different things about what's going on in the market. Just real briefly, the market is extremely hot right now. A lot of people are going out there not using realtors. Look, when you work with a realtor, you work with somebody with expertise in real estate. They can help you get multiple offers. They can help you work through the offers to get. They can help you in the buying or selling of homes. Now's the time to be using a realtor so you can know more about your market, know more about your home. So reach out to Brian and Terry and their team. Again, they are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are all Always available to you and they are offering a free no obligation market analysis right now give them a call at 662-449-1700 that's 662-449-1700 or find them at teamcouch.com that's teamcouch.com again thank you to brian and terry for being our 2021 presenting sponsors Stephen, if you said this is the nicest podcast studio you've ever been to you've definitely never seen this, this studio for the how to barbecue right podcast really nice it is extremely nice i happen to watch those guys there you go yeah and it is very nice very nice malcolm and rochelle please look out for their podcast how to barbecue right podcast also on all your different podcast providers the same place that you find the under the water tower but we want to thank them for being our 2021 studio sponsors the how to barbecue right shop is located right here in hernando just 500 yards past connection gymnastics this store has everything a man needs for barbecue crawfish and all other kinds of outdoor cooking They have rubs, knives, sauces, cutting boards, thermometers, cast iron, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm's Shop 
But what I recommend is visiting their store today, the How to Barbecue Right Shop, located just past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street, right here in Hernando. Well, Derek, we rarely have live music here. We rarely have somebody here to visit with us. I think we've had three, we've had two guest hosts. Two we've guest had hosts. two guests. Yeah. Well, we have we've had two guest hosts, and our our first guest host uh, that we had, we we made him our presenting sponsor. That's correct. So, uh, and then Zach. Last time we the the last guy we had, Zach Sims, he goes out and creates his own podcast. People go places whenever they you know guest host with us. Well, I'm excited. I'd like to see where I'm going to go. You know, <laughs> I mean, heck. You know uh, what we could do? We start charging people to be on our show. Uh, then yeah, guaranteeing them a spot doing something else, making money. I think, Anytime I, you can I, monetize. I mean. <laughs> well, I think Brian would say y'all already charge us, so, so that, that's one way to look at it. It is the the first Friday, so we cover the Hernando and South Haven Alder meetings. Not a whole lot going on with the South Haven Alder meeting. We'll talk about that in a second. But a particular deadline coming up. Tell us about it today. Obviously, you have three more days. If you want to vote in the general election in your municipality, and of course, in our case, in Hernando. Uh, there is three more days to register for that vote. Uh, the vote will be, uh, of course, the Tuesday in June, first Tuesday in June. But in order to do that, you have today till 5 o'clock, tomorrow 8 to 12, or Monday 8 to 5, to go either to the uh, Chancery Court's office on the second floor of the uh, administration building or to City Hall. So go to either one of those places. If you're new to town, you have you know three more days to go ahead and register if you want to vote in the general election. Now, as we know, most of the general election has already been decided. There will be just one candidate for each position because they all ran, ran as Republican, but there will only be one candidate on there for you to vote for if you want to, or you can write somebody in, I guess. Uh, but there is, Ward 2 will still be up in the air. We'll have those uh, interviews in two weeks. We'll start interviewing those uh, individuals, have them on before Memorial Day so you can kind of hear what they're about. And so especially Ward 2, you will really need to make sure that you're signed up to vote by Monday. Uh, but everybody else, please go ahead and do that. And then if not this time, of course, you're, you're ready for the next municipal elections when they come in four years. Stephen, have you ever written in anybody for an election? You know, I, I'm not going to answer that because, <laughs> <Gotcha>. you know, <laughs> but yeah, there was 18 at one time. You right. know, you do crazy things. Sure. I, I can tell you that Derek Biglane has gotten votes as coroner. <laughs> wow. Uh, or he's gotten right in votes for coroner, uh, state, of represent, state representative, um, not president, but he's gotten some pretty pretty big name stuff. Definitely a write-in vote for corner. I've written in several <laughs> write-in votes. Whenever it's a landslide, I'm just writing somebody's name. Just, or, or to, just one candidate, you're just going to write somebody. I'm going to write somebody's name. Nobody runs unopposed when it comes to me yeah. when I no, vote. I, I may or may not have written in Buffett. I'm just just saying I am well, that, a parrot yeah, head, so that, exactly. You know that'd be pretty. I even have a campaign shirt, Buffett for president. Oh, that sounds pretty <laughs> neat. Let's turn our attention to the Hernando Alderman meeting that happened this past Tuesday. And we t- mentioned, kind of previewed it, uh, everything in the consent agenda, of course, was approved. So we're going to skip right down to uh, the first item is uh, item number eight on the agenda, and this was the request by from the DeSoto County Soil and Water Conservation to plant and maintain a wildlife habitat area in Renaissance Park. I did not have this highlighted on Tuesday. Because I didn't know, you know, I was like, well, that sounds, you know, just, I guess, general information. However, it's something they're kind of doing cool out there. They're actually going to do kind of a mini walking trail out there. And so uh, Seth Stedham, uh, he was a commissioner for this. And there's a, uh, another woman who was doing the introducing. I couldn't quite catch her name on the video. Uh, they're going to looking to do three natural areas to always remain natural in the Renaissance Park. So there's going to be a, a natural shrub area, a pollination area, and then a one-season grass area. Now, this is to all to be maintained by this group. The city has nothing. They're not putting the money into it. Uh, this will all be maintained by the group. They'll do, And what they'll do is each area will have a sign kind of explaining what it is. And then they'll have a number to call if you want more information about the grasses, about uh, the pollinators in our area, about the shrubs, et cetera. So the city kind of we went back and forth, made sure there was no city money. It's not. And what they're going to do is that the first part they're going to start is, is now that it's been approved, they're going to spray uh, the grass area. Uh, they're going to kill off any, anything that's there. Come back and plant it uh, sometime late June. Uh, then they're going to uh, do the shrubs in, in February of next year and then kind of uh, add in everything. So basically going to look about April 1st of 2022 is when they hope to have everything planted, ready, coming up. And so next summer you'll be able to do the walkthrough. And, and now you're asking, okay, well, the land was donated. It's supposed to be for ball fields. It's supposed to be for this. They've got a skate park. They've got a dog park. They're putting, you know, looking to put the uh, animal shelter out there. How much are we talking about? Just about right at an acre for everything. I think part was like 0.2, part was 0.7, and then the other one was like 0.1. So, again, right at an acre for all of this. But I think it's good. It's going to keep you know a lot of it natural out there. You have the walking trail going through the woods already, about a mile and a half trail. So just, you know, uh, a nice area. And I, I just appreciate an outside group stepping up and doing it, doing it. I couldn't agree more. You know, like you said, no city funds. They're willing to do this. It can be an addition to the, uh, the walking trail. I mean, Stephen, do you get out there and walk a lot? <laughs> Not in that area. 
<laughs> not in that area, but, but it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. So again, Derek, like you said, a group willing to step up and do something that benefits the city, uh, all for it. Great job. All right, next, Matt, we, uh, a very deserving woman, Gina Matheny. We yes. mentioned her. She will be on the show Tuesday. That's uh, right. So please that listen in for that, uh, for her uh, coming in Tuesday to talk about the AFAIR. She is the Community Economic Development Director for the city. You know, they asked for a 2% raise. Gave her a 12. Four. No, they doubled, they it. doubled, they doubled it. it. 4% raise. Oh, so, so real quick, so she's going to – Gia, if you hear this uh, episode, you probably want to bring us lunch for that interview. Um, <laughs> so she, so they, they, the, the agenda had proposed, or the mayor proposed to, the agenda proposed to, uh, there was an alderman, alderman ward three, the current alderman ward three said, how about four? Now there was one alderman who voted against it, not because they did not think Gia was deserving, but because uh, he had been asking for information about the department heads for several months now, okay. has still not gotten the information. And so kind of out of just, hey, you know, she is deserving, but how can we give her a 4% raise when we can't even get the reviews or what's going on with the department heads in the other areas? So he voted nay because of that reason. Kind of got to agree with him on that. Well, Not the nay vote, and I understand why he did it, and it didn't matter. She she won 6-1 to one anyway, got right. the raises, whatever. Right. But I, I understand exactly what he's saying. Did they give an update on why they can't get the other department head info? No, I think – no, they did not. Uh, they, he asked <laughs> it was still coming. They said they were working on it, and he just wanted to get it on the minutes that he has requested it, and he's voting no for the fact that he cannot get the information he's requested. It's a little bit odd, i got to be honest with you. Congratulations. Congratulations to Gia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. And rarely do we sit on the podcast and congratulate somebody for a raise, but she is does work for the public. So congratulations to her. A very deserving person. I mean, again, she she goes out of her way and does more for the city than she's even paid to do. All right, next. Uh, authorized to host a 5v5 summer league for both yeah. the youth and the adult soccer. So it sounds like a great idea. So they had the conversation. Now, I'm on the HSA board uh, the Hernandez Soccer Association. So I kind of looked into it, wanted to make sure what was going on. It's going to be a six-week league for both youth and adults. Now, how many games? It's all going to be determined on the number of teams that sign up. They won't play more than once a week. Of course, from my side of it, I'm concerned about the fields. Summertime, usually, uh, we mentioned this on Tuesday, the uh, rec league start, stops basically this weekend is the last weekend for rec. Competitive teams stop next weekend. They have tryouts before Memorial Day, and then they are required to take off. Like, they cannot practice during the summers formally as a team until the school – basically the school – August 1st, I think. Is required by the State of Mississippi Soccer Association type situation. Yeah, what the, is it, like July, June and July they can't – June and July. Yeah. So okay. they start back August 1st. And that's great for us because it allows the fields to rest. They can fertilize them. They can cut them, let it grow back, all the – you know, repair any, any spots. So I'm a little concerned, hey, well, that this summer, if you do this, we're not going to be able to do that. So I talked with uh, Michael Carson at the city, and he was very upfront. He said, look, man, we're planning on using one field. Okay. We're going to rotate. There's going to be basically four mini fields on that one larger field. It's the Magnolia Electric Field, I mean, a Magnolia Lighting Field, if you know what that is. And so that's the field they're going to use, but they're going to turn the goals. So where if you, you know, if it's a north-south field, sure. they're going to turn it, uh, all four of them going east-west, so you get different play spots there. Plus, if it looks like it's being overused, they will rotate to another field. He doesn't want to because that's going to cost more paint, sure. which I understand. Uh, so he's going to really watch it. But he said, "Look, these are our fields. You know, they the fields out in the spring were fantastic. Yeah, sure. They're killing off the rye." He said, "Next week, the Bermuda will start coming in. That means you know about a week after that, a week or two after that." And so he expects them to be good. All the other fields will remain being cut. They're up to already cutting two to three times a week now, yeah. uh, cutting the rye. Bermuda, you know, they'll get a little lull back to once a week once they're because it'll take a Bermuda because we have had really cool nights. So Bermuda's not quite coming in yet, but once it starts coming in, he'll be back to two times a week cutting. So they're gonna, I, I feel confident they're gonna maintain it. They've already approved the spraying for this summer. So again, I think it's gonna be a good league. We'll see how many people sign up. It's just a gauge. If they only have three or four teams sign up, they just scrap it for next year. And his main thing, and this is uh, Michael and getting with Dwayne, was we, they're always complaining about the kids have nothing in the summer. They're told they can't play competitive soccer, okay. right? If they're older, they're probably working out. The high school teams have summer workouts. Okay. The you know high school football teams have summer workouts. But if you're younger, like they're asking, hey, we want to do something. If you don't play baseball or, or you know, basically baseball or softball as a, as a girl, what are you going to do? And so this is it's another outlet that they can have out there, get out, have fun, get them outside, get them sweating, whatever. You know, so we'll see how it goes. And it may be a one-year-and-done thing, or it may be something they do annually. Uh, but that's that was approved Tuesday night. What are the ages? Uh, right now, well, it's the same ages as the – so up to – I mean, you can go to high school if they have enough teams. Okay. But basically, um, the adults will have to be 18 and over. Quick so, question: Are are you so the adults are playing adults and whatever they're not like the high schoolers aren't playing with the adults and stuff? No, okay, no, no. Let answer me this: Are you signing up as a team or are you sign up as an I have individual? To sign up as a team. You sign up literally as a team. Literally as a team. How many people are on a team? 
Five. Well, I mean, it has to be at least five. It's five I mean, five. minimum of five. But yeah, you so can you sign. could have – I mean, you probably have – I didn't ask that, but I would assume you'd have seven to eight. I can't imagine you having more than eight to a team for subs. Okay, so you're going – but I'm saying you're going – the adults are going to play the adults. Right. I mean, at the worst-case scenario, the adult an adult team could play a high school team, that type of stuff. Right. Okay. But you have to sign up as a team, minimum of five players, 5v5, goalie, no goalie? Uh no it's well you know five v five they have like the circle thing it's kind of like the, oh, okay. the three v three there's like a circle area okay, you cannot so it's a have big, a designated goalie bigger field it is a bigger field okay, but you can't have a designated goalie and there's like rules where you can't touch it inside the circle sure. and all this kind of stuff so it's it's very similar it's a it's a slightly different game than a normal soccer yeah, of game yeah. um so they do have some indiv- you know kind of different rules like I know on three v three you can't throw in right right um, you kick in and so they, they may have it's, it's stuff like that but it's it's great I think it'd be a great exercise I hope it's successful yeah. and as long as the fields are maintained I've got no issue with it right I got you and it was approved the city said y'all move forward with it and see That's how right. it goes maybe a one done thing but we'll kind of go from there Steven did you play soccer growing up no, but I was going to ask, are they going to allow tackling? Because if they allow tackling, I, I might go watch. <laughs> you might watch. Well, yeah. Do you mean, do you mean watch. football tackling or, or soccer tackling? No, I mean like full throat punch tackling. No, like no, WrestleMania no. There, there will probably be some slide tackling allowed where if you oh, get okay. ball first, right. you're good. Well, that's cool. We yeah, that. but, uh, but the full, no, no, it's not going to be allowed. No, no I mean yeah. like, like rugby style. Yeah. No, it, no, it's, like, we're you know, talking football, not football. Ah, exactly. see. Yes, there you go. Yes. There you go. Well, good, good for the city to – something new for the, the Parks Department, giving it a shot and then see what goes. And I think the fields will be fine Derek they've they've worked so hard over the last five years to maintain those fields so nobody wants it to last better than Michael and those guys all right next um we had the uh there was a uh, the lowest quote and this is just for informational purposes the lowest quote uh we this was the bid on the loan for the park and the cemetery uh, improvements that were needed to be made uh the lowest bid was 1.65 percent uh that was the bid that was accepted for five years now there was something interesting i found when they were talking the parks we are we've discussed what the the money was going to be used for the baseball field so i'm not going to cover that again but for the cemetery what they were looking to do is a hundred thousand dollars is and they're improving the grave sites they're improving the land to be allowed to sell more graves uh and some of this will be there's a huge dirt mound out at renaissance park transferring that dirt over sure it's going to, that's what some of this money is going to so to clean up renaissance park improve the cemetery so it's, it's all i mean it's a great idea but this is what was interesting so on the on the graves those graves sell for 850 dollars per grave site per per, per uh yeah, lot per lot so 850 dollars per lot so basically if they sell it's like two lots a month take care of the note um, and you know, or that's what the, the money that they need to help take care of the note but for one acre you get 1800 lots okay they're putting out a couple thousand lots out there or, sure. you know i call them grave sites you call them lots and i know your dad was in the funeral business so i'm not going to argue with you <laughs> um but so these lots but at 850 times a couple thousand that's a significant income for the city so the city gonna be selling these now you don't want a mass tragedy to happen we have to buy these all in a year sure. but i mean you're looking over a, a, a good amount of money so right now the fund had come down kind of dwindled down this is going to be a massive uh, increase of funds to help basically make the uh, cemetery size sustainable unto itself so that's what they're looking for so i think it's a great deal i think it's a well spent hundred thousand uh, dollars i think the return on that's pretty pretty nice sure. if you could do the, the math on that uh so again kind of got a little in depth on that thought that was pretty interesting but that's what it was for you know, no, no, really, no discussion other than that. It was, it was approved. The the limit, it's limited space out there right now for the cemetery here for the Han- Hernando. Uh, it's pretty rare that a city is involved in something like this. So, um, you know, very interesting. And if it helps the city, uh, you know, a lot of people moved in Hernando. Uh, and, and so, I mean, I was thinking about that the other day. Like you said, my dad was in the funeral business, but my wife and I've been here now for almost twenty years. If something were to happen to us, uh, we would be, we would be buried here in town. So, um, it's it's interesting, but that is definitely forward thinking on their part. So, good job. Last thing that was on the agenda, they did end up adding two things, but the first one was to the last one on the original agenda was to approve the order amending the budget. I had mentioned, hey, wanted to kind of see what that was about. Was it something large or something small? Basically, it was really something small, and it came down to two main things. Uh, the invoices to the re, uh, the redistricting came in, so you know they had some issues with that, how to do that. There were some challenges to that, so that those costs had to be, uh, you know, those line items had to be increased. And then the other one was the city's objection to the Isle Branch annexation. Remember, they were against sure, it, yeah. and so they had to pay lawyers to, on their side. So, of course, that 
well, the lawyer line item was had gone over because of that. So they had to ask for an increase in that. So that really was the main one. Uh, those little small ones for like utilities were a little higher because of the new shop that they have. And there's um, employee uniforms and equipment had gone slightly over. So they had to ask, you know, for, for basically increases. So it wasn't anything large, but um, the main things were the redistricting cost and the, uh, and, and the fight for the annexation. When it comes for the annexation, did the city attorney represent us there or do we have to go outside for I think we had outside a specialist? Okay. Yeah, we had outside counsel for that. Gotcha. Just wondering. And the last thing I want to talk about um, Congar Park. Some of y'all have been out there. They're trying to redo the sidewalks. They got the grant to do that. And the grant money has to be spent by June 30th. Well, they have an overage. <laughs> um, they're, you know, because of the amount of rain that we had, the soil's really wet. They can't go in there and do what they need to do. So they've had to dig up the soil. They've had to like put it out on, th- like try to dry it out. And they're having to increase the concrete from four inches to six inches just so it remains stable because they have to lay it. You know, they can't wait to dry out. They can't wait to July to do it because the money has to not only be, not only does it have to be in the ground, the money has to be paid, invoiced out, and spent. So do they not allow for? I mean, something can you not? When it comes to weather and stuff, I mean, that's that's pretty easy to look up and say, "Hey, guys, a ninety-day extension yeah. on this due to weather." Uh, it's just you know federal funds, man. Oh, you just, there yeah, you go. Yeah, you you yeah. said the keyword right there. <laughs> so gotta get you it. You said spent. the keyword. Um. So they so. Basically, the uh, they're looking. An estimate was around fourteen thousand dollars. They've been able to dry out the dirt. They were looking at a four inch increase, but they decided to only go two inches. It should be plenty to handle the foot traffic and the bicycle traffic. And so the increase that they asked for, uh, was, oh, and they're also adding uh, a nine hundred sixty one dollar sign for Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is part of this whole deal. So the increase is about five thousand forty seven dollars is what they asked for that. It was approved, but I mean, those you know, good good discussion. So you kind of when you go out there and say, "Why why this is being done? Why won't they just wait till it dries out?" Well, this is why. Uh, so if you're at Conquer Park, they will have that done by June 30th. Are you considering a schooling switch for next year? Would you like to learn more about DeSoto County's largest, oldest, most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school that serves students in grades PK through 12? North Point Christian School invites you to come visit us in South Haven and see why they were just voted DeSoto's best. The school is currently on pace to exceed enrollment expectations for 21-2022. They are experiencing high interest and excellent attendance at their open house events. In fact, if you are interested, don't delay in calling because multiple grades are nearing possible capacity levels. Due to the high demand, they have added an additional open house event. They have their next Preview the Point event scheduled for prospective families on Sunday, May 23rd at 2 p.m. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. Reserve your spot today by contacting the Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Come find out why North Point is best. Are you struggling to make your family's summer plans? Now's a perfect time to reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, National Parks, summer beaches, or tropical getaways, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please give Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer a call at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Well, Derek, the rain we had yesterday evening certainly will keep everything green. If you're looking for someone to help your lawn stay green this year, now's a perfect time to reach out to Green King Spray Services. Since 2001, Green King has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. 
They refused to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. That's 662-892-8419. Or you can visit their website at greenkingspray.com. That's greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, it's Friday, which leads us into our DeSoto County shout-outs. We do each and every Friday. We talk about it all the time. It seems like they're always on the DeSoto County shout-outs. The DeSoto Arts Council has something going on at their building tonight. What you got? Tonight is First Friday Back Porch Party uh, at the Arts Council from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. tonight. The first Friday of every summer month, basically go through September. They're going to have a music act. They usually have food and drink. Now, of course, right now they're still not having that. Uh, you, can, you can bring your own libation. Uh, but they will have the musical act of Mary Ann and Johnny Pickett will be playing tonight from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So please come out for music, art, and fellowship and hang out on the uh, Arts Council back porch. Next is the DeSoto County Hazardous Waste Day. So next Saturday, May 15th, it is the DeSoto County Hazardous Waste Day. It's going to be 8 to noon uh, up at the Landers Center. They're going to be accepting items such as LED bulbs, acids, aerosol cans, chlorine bleach, Flammable liquids, motor oil, antifreeze bar, or car batteries, lighter fluid, uh, all paints. Now, if the paint can is completely dried out, you can throw that away in your regular trash can. If any of the paint is still in the can and you want to get rid of it, that is considered a hazardous waste, and you can bring it up there to the Lander Center next Saturday. Pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, poison, and any old pool chemicals. So anything like that that you want to get rid of, they also will be doing a uh, free waste tire recycle. So if you have old tires, you can bring five per citizen. A maximum of five per citizen can also be dropped off. So if you have anything like that, if you're doing spring cleaning, have old stuff around the house, please bring it up next Saturday to the Lander Center between 8 and 12. All right, same day, same day, different place. So uh, also on Saturday, May 15th, there'll be the A-Fair. Now, we'll hear more about this on Tuesday. Really looking forward to the interview that we will have then. But uh, this is kind of a two-part thing. First, Laurie Wiley Memorial 5K race will be that morning at 7.30 a.m. At 9 a.m., they're going to then shut down all access to the square, and they will, uh, that's, the booths will be opening up. So from 9 until 5, 9 to 5 next Saturday, basically, the, I think the, what, the largest event now in Fernando Mount. Absolutely. One Long, of the biggest. Largest single day event. Yes, no uh, doubt. Right largest single day event, 9 to 5. The square is absolutely rocking. And missed it last year, so it's going to sure. be, I mean, everybody's excited to get back out. All the booths should be there. I, I, you know, the, the Optimus Club uh, will be kind of describing everything that's going to be coming on Tuesday, but really looking forward to it. Just fingers crossed for a beautiful day. Uh, but that will be next weekend. Uh, on the 15th from uh, 7.30 for the race, if not 9 to 5 for the event. The A-Fair has absolutely become one of the biggest days in Hernando. But the night before, Friday, May 14th, is what brings us to our conversation today. Friday, May 14th. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Friday, May 14th, Rooster Production has partnered with Mississippi Music. Uh, Mississippi Music is a local company uh, started by Stephen Michael, a gentleman sitting here with us, and a guy by the name of Mike Hamlet. They have partnered together to try and grow live music, try and grow culture in the area is what you guys have, have done and started out with. So Rooster Production and Mississippi Music have partnered together for a singer-songwriter night next Friday, May 14th. Gates will open around 7.15. It is called, it will be our inaugural event called Water Tower Sessions. Going to be a lot of fun. You can find a lot of information on our website on MississippiMusic.com. It's going to be a link and everything. You can buy tickets. But Stephen, we want to bring you on. You're the person who's put this together when it's all said and done. Uh, you had some good momentum last year roughly this time i'm sorry last year maybe january february had started to have some of these in the mid-south and then coronavirus hit so tell us what people what people can expect next friday night eight o'clock you know let me start with saying this go right ahead first of all when you mix a rooster production with a miss a hippie it's gonna boom, be good. it's yeah. mind-boggling right there you put those two together <laughs> sure, sure. so you're already in a win-win situation yeah. so let's just start with that you buy the ticket based upon the name alone <laughs> And you're going to win, all right? No, I agree. Uh, but, uh, you know, on all seriousness, this was kind of a, um, a passion of mine and mine and my partner Mike's. We saw the need. Um, I got to uh, the honor of playing the Muscle Shoals Songwriter Festival a couple years ago. And when I was selected to play that, I thought, man, 
wow, I can't believe I'm selected to go to hollowed ground and play a, a legit songwriters festival. And when I went there, I got to meet the owner and became good friends with the, the organizer of that event. And I saw what her vision and passion was. And it's, it's to bring art really at the end of the day is to bring art and to help those songwriters have an outlet, you know, Hey, look, let's just face it. If you got a band and you can play cover songs and you're, you can sing and things like that, you can go play at a lot of venues around sure. the County or wherever you're from. But if you're a songwriter, you're kind of very limited yeah. on where your outlet really right. is other than digital media, like YouTube and things like that. So, when we performed at the Muster Shoals Songwriters Festival, we were there with like 150 people from around the world. Right. And these people are writing songs for Luke Combs and current artists today. So we just had the idea of why can't we do this here? Why? why? Right. I mean, it's just air and opportunity, right? Sure, of course. So anyway, we, we fired up that tenacity that he and I bring to the table, and we went out on our own, and um, we did some test events in Memphis and literally blew the doors off of what we expected versus what actually people showed up. In that process, we met some fantastic songwriters. Um, so fast forward, um, Corona hit. Obviously, it shut us down. It shut everybody down. Right, sure. Um, and then a few months ago, we were talking. I made the comment to you that uh, I would love to bring back that songwriter night, but I don't want to go to Memphis. I want to do it in my hometown. Sure. Because I believe Hernando and DeSoto County area is it's ripe for songwriters. I mean, there's a lot of music talent here. And then there's a lot of people that wouldn't mind coming here to play. Honestly, that's how that's that brings you up to where we are right now. So how did we come up with the acts and the artists and sure. why, right? Pretty much at the end of the day, we want to highlight the storyteller. So when you say the word songwriter, you think music or you think the story what we're giving you this night is going to be the story so you're going to get to hear why was this song written what is this song about you're going to get to hear it from the guy who wrote it then you're going to get the performance of that song and i'm telling you it's a powerful powerful moment Um, especially when you put it with theatrical lighting proper staging amazing sound quality and the environment of, of Jim C's courtyard, which right. we're lucky to, to have sure. in that outdoor atmosphere. When you put all that together, there is not going to be anything this year that's going to compare unless you go to the Orpheum or to some larger venue. We're lucky that we have the technical expertise. We have the backing and the support to pull this off. I don't think people are going to realize what they're coming to until they walk in those gates and they're going to i'm telling you they're going to walk in and go oh my god whoa is is that because Derek and i'll be there that look first of all first (laughs) of all y'all's pictures are going to have to be are you going are you going uh, I'll be there. You'll be there. Okay, oh, just yeah, making yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, hey, look, I put this. I, I put things together oh. with Derek before in the past, and it's seven o'clock, and he's he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, my bedtime's about nine, but I, I, I will make it. I will. Oh no, no, no! You're you're. you're oh, no, be there nine the o'clock. Time. We're just going to no, be getting no, started. Absolutely. I will be there the entire time. Don't worry. Right, about well, that. Look, I can assure you. Yeah. That if the people who show up to this, if you love music, exactly. If you love storytelling you're going to have a night that you're never going to forget because it's like Mike Hamlet said it best, my partner. And, and he works in the music industry roundabout way and works with some of the biggest stars in this country. Mike works in production. Mike works in fundraising. Mike works for something, a very large uh, entity that uh, does wonderful things across the world, across the world, uh, across the world. But, but again, this is something more intimate for him and he has access to, to, he has Somebody. access to sure the stars and talents that Correct. you and I can, couldn't, couldn't wrap a brain around. Um, he said it best when he said, hey, look, you're going to bring the moment that 10 years down the road or five years down the road, someone's going to be sitting there listening to someone on the radio, awesome. and they're going to say this. I remember when I saw that person at X. Sure. Water Tower Sessions. Water Tower Sessions. Or I saw them at this whatever right right? kenny chesney even has a story talking about how he met a woman that said i remember when you when you played the corn dog festival right you know 
what's a corn dog festival? Sure. You know, that's in now Louisiana. It's, it's Kenny Chesney <laughs> is like you know, a world. So anyway, the point is, what I'm yes. trying to get at is, you're going to get something that night that either a that artist is on a path to make it somewhere, or b that song is on a path sure. to go somewhere. Sure. So either way, you're going to win that night. Um, and I'm excited because of the relationships we've we have really. Str- built and hammered you guys are going to get keith peluso right that night keith peluso lead singer current lead singer of blood sweat and tears blood sweat and tears i know has been a band around for years but when keith was on um the voice um and i think he made it top 10 11 somewhere around in there he was on blake shelton's team when he got off the show he somehow fell into that and he started touring the world right. then COVID hit right sure well he and i met um, and did some, uh, did a little conversation together. He and I have a connection through, we're both ex-law enforcement. Right. So he and I always stayed in touch. So when we planned this show, he was the first person I reached out to. He jumped at the chance. Right. He was like, man, put me down. And then another, the other artist that's going to be performing, Jeremy Stanfield. Look, I'm telling you right now, Jeremy Stanfield <laughs> is going to be something special. There Life, is lifelong Memphian. Lifelong, lifelong Memphian. Amazing songwriter. He has worked um, as a studio drummer, right. believe it or not, right. um, in some of the biggest studios in Memphis. But in his heart, he's a songwriter, a guitar player and songwriter. So his songs are what I would call, if you wanted to define the word Americana, sure. Americana music, you can't, think of Americana music and not picture Jeremy Stanfield. He is Americana music, in my opinion. Right. And you're going to get that. And then, hey, you get lucky you get to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, happen, yeah, you happen to be on stage. And then I happen to be up there. You know, this is Stephen Michael. You know, and uh, with me, what you're going to get is simply this. I didn't start writing music till a little over two, two and a half years ago. Right. Right. I'm new to this game. It all is therapy to me, to be honest with you, just be candidly honest. But when I opened up that, that therapeutic moment of writing, something happened, something changed to me, and, and, and music is now flowing out as far as the stories. Sure. So the stories that I write are, you're going to relate, because that's the way I write them. Right. You're going to be able to be in that truck riding down that country road, or you're going to know that town that I'm writing about or whatever. So that's the whole concept of this night. It's not a coming in in loud bands and we're up partying and throwing beach balls like a Buffett concert, which I wish it was, but it's not. (laughs) Unfortunately, Buffett's busy. Um, But it is going to be a moment that you're really going to find something connect to. You may not connect to every song. You will leave that night connecting with something and relating with and then at the end of the night we're going to have a little something special for everybody we're going we're going to give them give them a little something extra at the end right so gates open around 7 15 uh gates are going to open around 7 15 get the show started around 8 805 something like that Uh, again utw podcast Derek and i will be there simply to host kind of lead people in the direction of where we're going to go i'm excited about the night because you know all three of us sitting right here are roughly the age to where you know, going out and, and the loud music and different stuff like that, you know, maybe not what our wives want to go and enjoy. Uh, our wives are probably the kind of people that would like to know a story behind a song or enjoy something like that. Uh, it is BYOB. So, look, you, you enjoy yourself. You know, bring uh, a libation if you if that's something you're into and want to do. Uh, certainly want to, you know, welcome that. But it's just going to be something that's going to be more uh, intimate. Uh, the stories told by the gentlemen that are that are there. Uh, eventually, we will have females. That's what we we oh, like yes. to go towards. Oh, yes. uh, that's that's what we're working towards. But look, it's our inaugural event. It's it's something art related here in Hernando. Something that's important to to Derek uh, and myself that have, that has wanted to do. So, Stephen, we mentioned earlier, uh, or you mentioned earlier, you guys are former law enforcement and stuff like that. Did your writing come about from that? Is that something kind of you like? Hey, like you talked about, is more therapeutic to yes. go from that? Yeah, you know, it, it all started with my first song I ever wrote. And honest, and, and to be very candid and honest, um, I was going through a really tough time. Um, I, I am diagnosed PTSD, um, and I go to counseling, and I'm trying to do the right things with that. But through counseling, I learned that you can go talk to people, you can take medications, you can do whatever you want. You can talk to peer groups, you can talk to whatever. But if you don't write down what you're feeling, what you dream that night, it's you're really not letting 
those things out. And that's how it started with me. I literally sat down at the coffee table and my wife, I give her full credit for this. I'm sitting there with my cup of coffee that morning and it had been, I'm not kidding you, two days since I'd slept. And she come in the kitchen as she was leaving for work and she goes, do me a favor, write down what you're feeling. And she left. And at that moment, I wrote my first song, which is called No Peace For Me, which the hook of the song is the peace, the P-I-E-C-E, the peace I gave gives no peace, P-E-A-C-E, to me. So from that song, that song went out through the YouTube networks and things, and it opened a lot of doors for me as a songwriter. But it all started for a therapeutic moment. There's a lot of people. I'm nothing special. But there's a lot of people out there that are hurting and need to find that, whether it's welding, building cars, planting gardens, hanging out with your buddies. Mine happens to be writing. But I'm not going to sit around and wait for the end. I'm going to charge it just like I did when I had my boots on the ground doing my job. Right. Yeah, just an awesome story. I can't wait to hear more stories about that, your different songs and everything. Uh, just a quick setting. Derek and I will be the ones that kind of set the, the night in motion. Uh, but Stephen's going to be the one that's kind of going through the on stage there with, the, with, with Keith and with Jeremy, working through the songs and stuff like that. So kind of a group effort and really, really looking forward to it. Uh, Derek's not going to sing. So if you're looking no, for that, no, 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 uh, no, Derek will not be no. singing. Sadly. Well, see, I, I was under the impression that Derek no, was no. going to hey, sing. Here, here's no, the truth, no. Stephen. I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> would Derek sing? No. Would Derek sing the entire every lyric of a 1993 rap song yes 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 i would oh but you hey what's saying now we might can pull that off that's for another story that's for another story do you remember okay all right so anyway um no i think that what i was you know wanted to bring was is is bringing something cool bringing that is art to hernando and we are for those of y'all that are listening we are uh, partnering up uh not partnering up but we are giving proceeds of the event uh to the arts council the Soto arts council which as matt says it has something every week but you know this is something important because i mean music is art you said it music is art and and because of that there's not only are we making that donation but also we want to this is kind of a stripped down version of a as it's a concert of what you're saying it's, there's no fruit fruit we're having you know it's byob as matt said there'll be no food served so please eat beforehand there's a possibility of food trucks being available before the event uh the food trucks will be coming in the night before for the a fair uh there is talk and we'll confirm that on tuesday whether or not there will be food trucks uh when they come in for the interview but um if not but you know there's plenty of places around the square in hernando but eat uh, you know go out patronize the the, the the places around there i mean go eat go ac Windy City. Uh, I mean, you can go with the dip and get you something to go. Whatever you want to do, uh, go ahead and eat before you come. We will have uh, barbacks. We will have uh, Cokes, Sprites, waters available. We'll have plastic cups if you didn't bring one. Um, but again, bring your own cooler, bring your own uh, wine. But the, the main thing is, is that the reason we want to do that is, is twofold. Number one, it just it's less hassle. Uh, to be honest for us. But the number two is is we did not want anything distracting from the artist. Of course. So when they're upstage, we don't want people bringing plates back and forth. We're not having people trying to be served. We're not uh, any of that. No. You sit down, you come, you, you, you make your drink. You'll have, you know, there'll be a little, you know, intro kind of thing. Matt and I started off. We're going to walk off the stage. It's going to be Steven uh, and the other artists from then on. And they're going to lead you, but we don't, you know, minimal lighting, minimal distraction, everything focused up on the stage, you know, looking for a great show. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to next Friday. Yeah. And again, if you're thinking about coming, you definitely want to come be a part of this. Uh, our inaugural water tower sessions going to be a lot of fun. Uh, again, Keith Peluso, Jeremy Stanfield, uh, and, and Stephen Michael on the stage there. Um, so real quick, before we move on, Stephen, tell, tell people the, the ones that you did have in Memphis, that were able to have in Memphis before COVID and stuff like that. What did people come away with there for the ones you have had so far we wouldn't get anyone to show up nor would we get an artist to come play it and we had no money and at the end of that first night we outsold what the capacity of the venue was we had some superior songwriters show up to play Uh, we were able to pay them and what we witnessed that night, and even those songwriters, who I will say are at the level of war- touring the world, they left going, they had never been moved as much because that audience was moved that night. I saw people cry. I saw people laugh. I saw people have a good time. I saw people lost in the moment. And 
it's not like anything you expect, you know. Even when you go to Nashville to a songwriter round, and as a songwriter, we do that. We go play Nashville and we play the songwriter rounds. You still have that distractionary moments of the business itself is having to conduct business. This is unique in the fact that the only business being conducted is you sitting there enjoying yourself and listening to a story that's something you might relate to. Right. So we're not doing a dare. We're not live auctioning Derek off for no, a day or I, anything. Like that. You know, I will tell you though, if it will bring, you have to pay people. <laughs> if it will bring, I have to pay people to take. We lose money. You have to pay people to take me. Exactly. <laughs> if it brings, well, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for coming in and spending some time with us. Absolutely, guys. We, thanks for having me. Yeah, and we wanted you to sit down with us. Sit in with us because you know. We, you know, we're, you're a part of our team now and we're working on some things versus just an outside interview where only Derek and I could be there or one of us interview you and stuff. But, and so we felt like the warmth of it would be better if you sat down with us and you were able to be a, a guest host with us. So we definitely appreciate that. And look, speaking of interviews, next Tuesday, we, b- we will be welcoming Gia Matheny and Rachel Cook. Gia Matheny and Rachel Cook will come talk to us about the A-Fair. And speaking of Miss Gia Matheny, who we've mentioned, seems like she's part of the show quite a bit, Derek. She's going to be your contact for the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. The last Saturday of each month will be Children's Day with fun activities for the kids, free book giveaways, there'll be live music coming soon, a number of different things happening every week. Started last Saturday, will run all the way through October, so every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Hernando Farmer's Market, in my opinion, the best farmer's market in the state of Mississippi. If you need more information, contact Gia Matheny at 662-449-9092, that's 662-449-9092. Again, Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director, will be with us this coming week uh, to talk about the A-Fair, we'll talk about the Hernando Farmer's market just a number of different things that we can talk about next week matt somebody that i do expect to see or a couple people i do expect to see next friday night another sponsor of ours desoto family dental care desoto family dental care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience dr seymour dr paroli and dr trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Lastly, Derek, podcast is brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, spring cleaning, fencing, gates, any type of outdoor needs, right now is a perfect time to reach out to Richard if you'd like weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly mowing of your property. You can reach Richard and his team at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find them on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Before we turn our attention to softball and baseball, we'd like to give a shout-out to our signings, people that are going to college, going to junior college, going the route to have somebody else pay for their education on the next level. What you got? All right, we have four signings uh, today, four signings that have happened over the past, I guess, three days since our last uh, podcast, two from two different schools. So first we'll start with Lake Cormorant. Tyrell Burnett from Lake Cormorant signs to play baseball at Mississippi Delta Community College. Eli Rice from Lake Cormorant also signed to play baseball at Coahoma Community College. So we've got one going to Mississippi Delta, one going to Coahoma. You know, hopefully they'll play each other each year, get to see each other on the diamond. But uh, and again, congratulations to both Tyrell Burnett and Eli Rice from Lake Cormorant signing baseball scholarships. We then turn our attention a little north to go to Horn Lake. Uh, Cameron McCoy-William of Horn Lake signs to play baseball at Baptist College. And then Chris Higginbottom of Horn Lake will be joining Tyrell Burnett 
to play baseball at Mississippi Delta Community College. So, again, four baseball signees happened this week, uh, three at junior colleges in Mississippi and the one at Baptist College. So congratulations, guys. As we say, you get your education paid for and get to be, uh, I guess, you know, go for free to doing something you love. You know, congratulations to play as long as you can. That's all I can say. Congratulations to those young people for having someone else pay for their education. Wish them nothing but the best when it comes to that. Moving on to local softball and baseball playoffs. Here we are. It is that time. Had the opportunity, Derek, to do some stuff. Delivered a uh, package yesterday to uh, Coach Nikki Witten, friend of the podcast, been on the show before. Delivered a package to her full of T-shirts about the North nice. Half Championship. So very sweet lady, and, and, and they were just getting fired up and ready to go um, for that big big meeting. Uh, Going to be tonight. Talk to it's us. Going to be tonight. DeSoto Central versus Hernando matchup tonight under the water tower at 5.30 p.m. Game two will be tomorrow, and a possible game three tomorrow will both be at DeSoto Central if needed. Uh, tickets will be sold at the gate tonight, so if you just show up and uh, your ticket's available, you don't need to do one of the online things to, to pre-order them. You can just show up and get tickets. We need a huge crowd tonight. Uh, it will be a pitcher's duel. Uh, they've got two great pitchers, Matt. Uh, a wonderful article came out by the uh, news.com want to give you a couple stats that came from that. You know, these are the t- two of the best pitching staffs in the state are going uh, at each other this weekend. DeSoto Central basically has the ace of the state. Meg Vincent, who we've talked about here several times on the podcast, has the lowest ERA in the state, has a .42 ERA. She gives up less than half a run a game, less than half a run in seven innings. She has faced 280 batters and given up five runs all year, five runs all year. So that's a that's a pretty good pitching. Uh, she'll be facing – now, I don't know how many games she'll throw. I would assume she'd throw at least two of the three if they go three. Uh, she'll be facing, of course, the Shaw Twins. The Shaw Twins for Hernando. The Shaw Twins, uh, as we said, Meg Vincent is number one. The Shaw Twins in the ERA are number six and number eight in the state. Okay. So not too shabby themselves. They both have an ERA just over one. And then the fourth, the fourth pitcher, if you call her that, the, the fourth best pitcher in this series, the second starter for the Lady Jags, and she's number 12. So you have number one, number six, number eight, and number 12 top pitchers in the state based on ERA going against each other this weekend. So it's going to be a pitcher's duel. Uh, what that means is for the Tigers that the bats of Jacqueline Carter, Emmy Musers, and Danny Dozen, Riley Eister will have to lead the team and try to add something to the anemic ERA uh, of Meg Vincent and that Lady Jags pitching staff. So it should just be an absolutely fantastic matchup this weekend. Just thinking out loud myself, wonderful ERA. Uh, it looks like D.C. doesn't um, – they don't kick it around very much. you got to make the other girls earn earn the thing. She's on, She can only play one spot. She's the pitcher. Put the ball in play. Put the ball in play. Put That's it. Put the ball in play. When it's all said and done, these are 15- to 18-year-old kids. I'll never forget, real quick story, played baseball, right fielder in the playoffs. Easy, easy fly ball out to him. Our game was over. And I don't know what happened. This kid just missed it. He just missed a fly ball out to right field. Our season was over. And we ended up going, moving forward, extra innings, won the game. I'll never forget thinking to myself, what happened? Like, did, did, did the kid's girlfriend break up with him? What happened out there? I don't know. Yeah, but no I'm just idea. simply saying, you got to put the ball in play. Be patient. Make her work. Put the ball in play. See what happens. That's exactly right, Matt. And for us, as the only two uh, – public schools uh, that, are, that are still left in the playoffs. So that's the North Half Finals. The North Half Finals start tonight at 530. Uh, next, the North Point Trojans, uh, they are also still uh, in the postseason. They actually started their postseason on Wednesday night with an 8-1 victory over the University School of Jackson. Kennedy Brown got the win for the uh, in the circle for the Trojans. North Point was led offensively by Meredith Anthony. She went two for three with four RBIs, uh, and with those two hits being a triple and a home run. And Natalie Shaw was two for four with three RBIs. Their next game, of course, remember, this is a regional tournament. Uh, and, and this is what Coach Kirkpatrick was talking a little bit about on the Tuesday show. It's a regional tournament. This is the way the Tennessee does it, with the top four teams then advancing to sub-state. So, again, the, uh, North Point just has to come in the top four, uh, but they'll be playing uh, Jackson Christian Net after that victory uh, in their next game. So that's all wraps up the uh, softball portion of the show. Yeah, I mean, most of the teams that we play right now, softball-wise, they're wrapping up. DeSoto Central, Hernando, North Point, good luck to you, young ladies. It's obvious the last three weeks, as hard as we work, talking about the the, the Lady Tigers. I'm really upset. I got to go out of town. Right after we record this, I got to go out of town. uh, And, you know, so I won't be able to make it. But, look, if you can hear my voice and you're listening to the UTW podcast, if you have nothing to do tonight, 530, go support these young ladies right there behind the Hernando Middle School. There's your softball field right next to the tennis courts. Let's see if we can get thousands of people out there cheering them on because it makes a big difference. And, look, these people, People wear Hernando across their chest. No group of people I found more proud to to carry that with them. And let's go support them. 
this is it. It's North Half Final. This is it. This is All right, it. after this, you know, the, one of these teams, we will have a DeSoto team, a DeSoto County team in the state finals. Absolutely. Uh, and so we will be talking about the team next week. But right now, looking forward to a uh, just a wonderful weekend and being able to recap all this on Tuesday. So turning to baseball. Uh, now, we're going to do a little something on different on baseball. Now, there were games last night. However, we've decided to kind of cover these as a whole best two out of three since they are two out of three series. And since it would be split up between two different podcasts, you know, whereas the softball outside of North Point, because theirs actually goes through Monday, um, you know, the softball will, you know, that's tomorrow, it's tonight and tomorrow night. And we can easily cover all that on Tuesday. Baseball, of course, has been split up. Didn't want to handle it that way because then I have to remind you about what happened last night. So what we're going to do is we're going to recap each baseball series as a whole. Uh, with the games being played again last night and tonight and possibly Saturday night, it's North Point uh, and then with North Point playing their postseason, you know, over the weekend again they start uh, tonight, they go tomorrow, and then the championships on Monday. Uh, we'll have a big sports recap on Tuesday. So those of y'all that love the sports, love to hear the kids' names said, the players' names said, please tune in Tuesday. We'll have a, we're going to recap every game, a lot of details, a lot of stats, a lot of box scores. So uh, if if you're in for that, however, I am going to look to preview the uh, the weekend. So here's what we got. First, Lewisburg is battling Starkville in round two. Uh, and, again, we'll have that complete series wrap-up on the show Tuesday. The first game was last night at the Berg. Tonight they will travel, uh, Lewisburg will travel to Starkville. And then, if necessary, game three will be tomorrow uh, back at the Berg. Lewisburg comes in with their two loaded guns of Tiger and Sanders. Uh, DeSoto Central, they face Germantown in round two. Uh, they traveled to Germantown last night and will host the Mavericks tonight in South Haven. Game three tomorrow will be in Madison, if ne- back in Madison, if necessary. Now, DeSoto Central has had some ups and downs this season, but they look to be coming together at the right time and will need their bats, led by Tapper, Sprawlings, Brassfield, and Musselwhite, to continue going into the series. The Jags will face a tough Germantown team who is 23-3 overall and were 9-0 in district, and they have won 19 in a row. Uh Uh-oh. All right, then finally we turn to North Point. As mentioned, North Point, uh, during the interview on the podcast Tuesday with Coach Kirkpatrick, the Trojans have a regional tournament, top four seeds advance, the tournament started last night with the Trojans facing Fayette Academy. They'll play their second game tonight, and assuming that they win that game, they would advance to the championship game on Monday uh, again with a win tonight. So, uh, again, a full recap of this weekend. Very sports-heavy, uh, focusing on you know the DeSoto, uh, DeSoto Central Hernando and the North Point girls in softball, and then Lewisburg, DeSoto Central, and North Point in baseball. So, uh, really looking forward to it, Matt. Cannot wait to break these down. Cannot wait to discuss and I'm going to be honest, I hope we're looking at an underwater tower team and both North Point teams advancing uh, on Tuesday. Uh, man, I can't wait. What a what a great time for softball and baseball in DeSoto County. Get out and support these young people. I mean, if you again, if you can hear our voice, have nothing to do. Uh, you know, these games are going to be played all weekend all around the county. You can figure it out fairly simple. Find them on Twitter, Facebook. Derek just told you all the game times and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Look forward to cover this on Tuesday. Good luck to those young people as they work towards a state title. Well, look, if you enjoy what you hear each and every Tuesday and Friday, if you enjoy the occasional sit-in by Stephen. I enjoyed being here. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I did. Well, you get to see how the, everything's made and stuff. It's the magic right. of what goes on. Exactly. Listen behind hey, the curtain. If you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. That's Twitter, UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, share it. Share it on Facebook, Hernando Happenings, anywhere you can think of to share our show. Let others know all about the UTW podcast as we continue to bring positivity and bring you all the wonderful things that happen right here under the water tower. Our usual reminder to seek out OB Pod. That's OB Pod, stands for Olive Branch. Fairly simple, covers Olive Branch and the eastern side of DeSoto County. They are a brother podcast with us, uh, part of the Rooster Production team. So please look for OB Pod wherever you're listening to our podcast. Well, Stephen, this is my usual spot to remind everybody about next Friday. Friday, May 14th, Water Tower Sessions, our inaugural event right there at the Panola Street Courtyard. Give us one more quick uh, thought on that. I'm just going to go on the limb and say there has been nothing like this here before, and this is going to be the bar that's set for what we're doing beyond this. If you have in your mind what you think you're going to experience, it's not what you're going to experience. It's going to be it's going to be mine. <laughs> Could you build it up a little bit more, Steve? You really have me worried now. No, it's look, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a great night. Uh, three good guys on stage telling stories, playing music. 
what I'm excited about is, and to, to wrap everything up, what I'm excited about is it's, it's you know, most of us in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever it is, and, and look, the uh, the roster of people so far that have purchased tickets, it's going to be a mixed crowd. Uh, and, and those people are, they're not the, the, the crowd of loud music and stuff like that. They want to hear the stories from you guys. They want to go out and, and, and sit amongst friends. And, uh, man, it's just it's time to get out and enjoy Hernando, Mississippi. So we really appreciate you sitting down with us. Next Friday night, May 14th, there's information all over our Facebook page, Mississippi Music, M-I-S-S-I-H-I-P-P-I-E, music.com. Look them up. Learn more about Mississippi Music. Find your tickets. Can't wait for next Friday night. It's absolutely going to be a great time. As we wrap up, I want to encourage you to take your family to church. Please visit your church this weekend. Definitely encourage you to take your family to church this Sunday. You will definitely not regret it. Well, Derek, Stephen, there's nothing else. I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. And I'm Stephen. Join us next time under the water tower. (laughs) 